0: Y'all, it's Ryan Monzo, and this is the Talking About Them Cougars podcast from GoCoogs.com. We're going to talk UTSA, the whole 2023 season, volleyball maybe, but probably not, and other stuff. Before we get into the podcast, let me tell you about Stuart Gus. Car accidents can happen anytime in Houston, and at GoCoogs, we're proud to let you know that you can trust that Stuart Gus Injury Loggers will take care of you. Stuart Gus is a proud U of H law alum, and now his firm has partnered with U of H and are the official injury lawyers of Houston Athletics. Stuart Gus has been helping Houstonians recover from car accidents for over 20 years. After a car accident, you can trust Gus and his team to tackle the insurance company and get you what you deserve. Call 866-TRUST-GUS, that's trust G-U-S-S or visit TrustGus.com for a free consultation. That's 866 TrustGus or TrustGus.com UTSA week it's a
1: 2023 season you're in the big 12 but what do you really know what do you really know about this team
0: what do you know about this depth chart the guys on this depth chart the 42 guys that are new at the 85 on scholarship Brad what do you know I
2: know nothing I I really I really have no clue about this team um other than what we've seen on paper. Um, I remember some of the guys from last year, but when I look at the depth chart, I'm like, uh, okay, let me jog my memory. Who, who's this? Okay, yeah.
0: yeah That's okay, Tank Jenkins. I've seen, Jenkins. I've seen that name before. A&M.
2: I've seen that name before. Oh, yeah, okay. That name's familiar. Okay, yeah.
0: Well, but let's yeah. go right into that depth chart, all right? So you, your quarterback, you knew who that was going to be. You know who it's going to be. It's Donovan Smith. You knew who it was going to be from... Whenever it is that he committed in January, uh, immediately started getting NIL deals, he was the guy.
2: Yeah, writing was on the wall.
0: Yeah. Your running back, a little bit of a surprise, Tony Mathis Jr., the transfer from West Virginia,
1: we might say that again, is listed as a starter. Stacey Sneed listed as a backup. Nowhere to be seen. Brandon Campbell. Thoughts. Um
2: I I'm pretty surprised that uh, Mathis is up there. I'm not surprised to see Snead. Um I thought he I thought he did pretty well last year. Um it is a surprise with Campbell. Um but when Dana followed up from his in his press conference that um that oh this is this isn't set in stone. There's still a chance for for things to happen and there's going to be movement. Um that tells me that Campbell's in the mix. Um, the oh. fact that this is on paper, it just rings um, wake-up call. It's sending a message. That's, what, sending that's a the message. way I take it.
1: You'll hear that again. I kind of agree with you, but Dana loves people with Big 12 experience,
0: and that's where his brain goes, it seems. Yeah. At quarterback, or excuse me, at tight end, another guy from West Virginia, Michael Laughlin. He was recruited by Dana's regime
1: uh, when they were back at West Virginia a million years ago. I don't know much about him. If you're not going to throw to the tight end, he's a skinnier
0: guy out there blocking. That's cool. Fine with me. <laughs> I mean, you,
2: let's let's be real. Being a, being a tight end in this offense is more like um, just an extra blocker.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, always for the Christian Trey Hand type of two or three years ago. Oh, I would love, I would love to be able to utilize a
2: tight end okay. and make it make it an offensive weapon. But I yeah. think we'll probably, I I wouldn't be surprised if we're lined up in more four wide um, without a tight end. Okay. I mean, I'm sure we'll see the tight end on third and eight whenever we decide to run it through the middle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A wide receiver. These are the three guys I actually thought were going to start. Matthew Golden,
0: Samuel Brown, and Joseph Manjack IV. You know, I, I got myself into a spot where I was calling him Jack Manjack <laughs> instead of Joseph Manjack, <laughs> and I just would say Jack Manjack, Jack Manjack. And hey, it I rolls off get the of it. It's, it's it really much, does.
2: It's more it's more fun to say.
0: The IV, the one four, Joseph Manjek the fourth, everybody, everybody, everybody is talking about how in shape and put together he is. He's running great routes. Apparently has good chemistry with Donovan Smith. He doesn't wear gloves on the field. I'm curious to see how that looks this week with as hot and humid as it's gonna be. Will he not have the gloves on? Actually, I'm going to ask him that. I'm talking to him
1: Tuesday, and so we'll see. But I think those are probably the best three guys you have, Um,
0: and I don't have any problem with it. I don't have any problem with virtually everybody on this offense until you get to the offensive line. Patrick Paul is your starter, your ingrained starter at left tackle, If he had another 20 years of eligibility, he might be the starter for 20 more years. At left guard is Tyler Johnson. He moves over from right guard, where he played most of last year as a starter. Uh, Mm -hmm. Freeman is at center again. And then the right side is
1: where I have concerns. Tank Jenkins at right guard, he's probably your best option there. Okay. At right tackle, Ruben Uge.
0: Unijay and Hobby Lee and Jalen Garth, the guy from Texas, mm-hmm. have kind of been battling at this spot. And I honestly thought you would see Garth as a starter and Hobby Lee as the backup. Turns out Garth is not on the two deep and it's Unjay starting. Your thoughts, Brad? Um, it, it is curious
2: that that he's he's that Garth is not listed here. Um I mean, he's it's not like he came in late. He came in no. this time last year and was with yeah. with the program the entire year. So I mean he's had a, a full year. I mean, maybe this is like the running back situation where it's sending a message, but where running backs, you can usually run you're usually gonna run three, may, you might might run four out there depending on the depending on the scenario. You're not often, you know, rotating a lot of your offensive linemen. Um so it's curious to see that you know there there are concern I, i'm concerned about the right side uh, mainly mm-hmm. because this time last year both of them were in the exact same position and one of them was one of them was demoted in week one or after week one yeah. and the other one was demoted after week two um that's not a very good uh it doesn't. F- it doesn't good. fill you with a lot of confidence because I mean, in 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 the UTSA game last year, both of them struggled. They they both had difficult games. Um, yeah. The offensive line as a whole struggled against Texas Tech in game two. Uh, so you know, I don't know. Ho- let's let's hope let's hope a, a change in the offensive line coach means that they got dramatically better. Uh, because that's exactly what's going to be needed if we're if this thing's going to be successful. Um, on the left side, I'm I'm actually happy to see uh, Johnson and Paul next to each other because I thought Johnson was pretty good. He pl- he played really well um, coming in last year. I did it him. on did it on short notice. Um, I expect he's probably going to be pretty solid. So um i don't think jack freeman's going to i mean i don't he's not going to he's not going to do amazing things i don't think he's going to be a great center but i think he's going to be solid um and i think he's going to be a uh a very competent center so i think you've got i think you got pretty good on the left side from the center to the left side um uh, maybe we're just going to run to the left the entire time
0: that would be pretty weird
2: <laughs> but there I mean, is a I, point I think, where I think you... those two. I think those two are pretty solid. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really, concerned about overall depth on the offensive line. That's a big concern for me.
0: Uh, depth is a big concern. Um, because I mean, back to, must... to Jack Freeman. Can we just say if a quarterback can, or excuse me, if a center can get it to the quarterback? In rhythm, where it needs to be. Honestly, I'm okay.
1: Well, what
2: Jack? What Jack brings that you have to be exci- or you have to be happy about is he brings a lot of experience. So he's going to know all the calls needed on the offensive line. He's going to be the the captain of the offensive line and making sure everybody knows what they're what they're supposed to be doing yeah um so you've got you've got at least experience you know i'm not i don't think he's going to be a giant road grader out there um i think he's just going to do a solid job and that's that's really all i that's really all i hope for out of the center
0: we've seen this summer that he has stepped up to own it and um has become more of a vocal leader yeah and so hopefully that translates um like you my expectations are not high there um, if you go back to running back, Parker Jenkins is probably the fourth string guy. But Mike Jinks and Dana today even said, you're going to see that guy play. And I expect you're going to see him in this game this week. Uh, unless you're just in like a, just a super tight game in the fourth quarter, I think you're going to see him. Um, so that's interesting to me. I, I don't have a lot of expectations. Obviously, he's a freshman, true freshman. Um, but if you can just get adequate play on the right side, you could do some things. And I'm going to say this until 9.30 on Saturday night, but I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm going to see. I don't know what I expect. I don't know what there is. I don't think Dana knows what there is. And no. I think he has every interest in seeing what this team looked like against someone else as every fan could. And it's not going to be pretty early on. And if you're expecting it to be pretty, if you're, you know, just chill. Just relax. If it's ugly for four quarters, get mad. If it's ugly the next week against Rice, just get sad. <laughs> that
2: because, would definitely be sad.
0: Yeah,
1: it's, it's if that's the case, yeah. I don't know. The, the, the offense, huge wait and see for me, huge I don't know.
0: Yeah. I've always been of the belief, what do you look like September 1st? What do you look like October 1st? What do you look like November 1st? And then what do you look like December 1st? I think that matters. I want to see progression. I want to see them get better. Right. And it's not going to be perfect day one. No. Can it be better? by TCU, because really you should be able I, – I don't think – I'm a little worried about UTSA. I don't think that's just a surefire win. But let's say it's a win. Then you should be able to get through Rice with another win. You should be at TCU, your
1: first Big 12 game, a big national game on Fox. You should be 2-0. If that's the case, you're starting to get national writers. You're starting to get national attention. And we'll
0: see. But can you get to that point? And I am as curious as anyone else on this offense. Switch over to the defense. I'm going to tell you right now, on the defensive line, Brian Early likes his starters. He might be more intrigued by the guys backing them up. Zaki like is strong. Jeremy Caldwell, Anthony Holmes Jr.,
1: and Nadine Tucker. I think I said that right. Yeah. Good, because we're going to need it. Hopefully, you're going to need a lot of guys, especially in the they're... heat that you're going to play in.
2: Yeah. Go ahead, Brad. No, no, no. The heat, the heat's definitely an issue, but it's also it, this is a different ball game. I mean, it's it's not what we've played in the past.
1: You mean like stepping up into the Big 12, playing nine weeks of that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: U of H has looked the part. Even in losses like Kansas, you got blown out. Texas Tech, two years ago, you kind of got blown out. Mm -hmm. But you stood on the field with them, at least for a little while. But to do it week after week, I think is something that we haven't seen. And I'm curious to see if this, too deep is able to do that. Uh, like you, I am very interested in David Ugwe
1: Bu. yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That's uh, the, the guy. OU that's transfer. the guy. Go, ahead. Go ahead. Far away. I am interested in seeing him. Oh, I'm very interested in seeing him. He's a guy
2: that he he's a guy that, that was productive at OU. Um, he seems like the the steel of the portal for us, just on the surface. Um he's a guy that's he's a guy that's intriguing, if nothing else, from a productive standpoint, but from a physical standpoint, I mean he checks all the boxes that you yeah. that you could possibly hope for.
0: Yeah. And I haven't seen him a lot this summer in in the workouts I've I've watched. I haven't observed him. And that's on me. I I accept that. Uh, But I'm really interested to see him in week one. If the tales of Frank Harris and his summer, his spring are true, and that he was in a wheelchair and things were bad, let's go after him. Let's see. Let's turn him loose. Oh, absolutely. He, he guaranteed he has not been tackled once in the summer and the fall, right? No. No. So let's see. Let's see what happens. And, and that's your, I mean, if I'm calling I, defense, and uh, there's a good reason I'm not, I'm going straight <laughs> after him. And he might run past me once or twice, but I am gonna, I'm going to put him on the ground and see how he responds.
2: Yeah. I hope we can just come out guns blazing from, from the get go on both sides of the ball.
0: I mean, is that what you're expecting?
2: Um, that, I don't know. I mean, I expected that going into last year and I was throwing a curveball for the first three games of the season.
0: Yeah. I think it went longer than that, to be honest. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, it
2: was pretty much all the way up until, uh, all the way up until the second half of Memphis.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I think they're going to be tentative. I think there's going to be a lot of feeling out. And I think it's going to be on both sides of the ball. You just can't be certain of what you have.
2: No. And I'm, you know, like you said earlier, I don't think, I don't know if, I don't even know if the coaches really know what they have because the only thing that they've seen is them going up against each other.
1: Yeah.
0: And and with very little tackling, very little.
2: When the, the, these guys really don't blessed. have it, they don't have a history with each other. They don't have a history in going out there and everybody understanding where everybody's going to be, knowing that somebody knows their assignment. You know, that's the, the, the number one thing, the number one thing that you'd like to be able to do um attacking a defense or attacking an offense is make somebody think, um, yeah. And if somebody is not sure that, you know, the guy beside them or guy behind them is going to carry out their job when the lights are on, um, that puts one ounce of hesitation in them. And that could be a game breaker. I mean, you hesitate a second on, on Frank Harris, he's going to take it to the house.
0: You know, I generally think you're pretty dumb. But the smartest thing you've ever said to me is this notion of, of hesitation. of of getting somebody to start thinking and yeah. once you get them uh, an athlete to start thinking you've got them beat yeah if they're thinking before they react you've got to beat and if you're worried about if the guy next to you knows the call knows what to do mm-hmm. and is not going to have to think before he reacts that that's a huge difference and When everybody's new and when it's forty two new guys on a roster, you're just not sure. And sure you've repped it and you've done all you can. But it's just different that first week. And
1: I am Well, you can't you no matter
2: no matter how hard you try, you can't replicate the speed and intensity of a game. You can't you can't replicate that in practice. As much as you try, and as much as everybody says I practice just like I played, that's not that's not one hundred percent true.
0: So you've got two guys, you've got two linebackers, Malik Robinson, Marcus Cheeks, that are starting. Jamal Morris, San Hippolyte behind him. I think you're going to see a lot of mixing and matching there. Um, and the DBs, this is a spot where a million things can happen, right? Yeah. Virtually every guy in your defensive backfield. That's starting four to the five guys are D one transfers. Have a Mm -hmm. couple of JUCO guys back there. You've only got one. Well, I guess two. Moses Alexander and Jalen Emery both came out of high school to U of H. But there's not a lot, and so they're experienced guys. Not necessarily better in the defensive backfield for me. You know, right, right. Uh, But what are your thoughts? that group you've got transfers from east carolina new mexico and tsu in your two deep i mean on on the the, surface that sounds a little scary
2: on the surface it sounds very scary but the one good thing about defensive backs a lot of it just comes down to athleticism yeah i mean you you hope you hope the guys that have experience can use that experience to be able to put them in the right position but at the end of the day they're still going to have to physically compete um and you know, you just you just never know. I mean, we thought we thought that we had uh, adequate backups and and adequate replacements, guys who weren't going to fall off last year from the previous year. Although you had two really really good cornerbacks, um, we thought that we had guys yeah. that were ready to step in and might be a little bit step below what we had, but it turned out to be
0: well. But you had some injuries. But Dana said it even today that the replacements just weren't what we expected. Or he actually called them, they weren't capable backups when Hogan went down. And that was pretty fascinating to me to hear him admit that, because that's not something Dana is typically going to admit to you. Right. Um, And so they went about retooling this whole backfield. East Carolina, A&M, New Mexico, excuse me, New Mexico, West Virginia. In uh, TSU, you, you've got
1: guys from all those schools in Texas Tech, uh, and I, I, I keep saying it, but I'm curious to
0: see what happens. I, I'm, I just don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, if 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 experience counts for anything, then we should be okay because we have got seven seniors listed as starters. They might not have played here for. You. The, the required amount of time, but they played somewhere.
0: You've got another transfer and your kicker, Jack Martin, comes from Alabama. I think he kicked once there. Uh, Lane Wilkins will punt and we will do the holding. Your returners, I'm kind of interested in. The punt returner is Malik Fleming, the ECU defensive back. Right. You had pretty good success the last time you brought in a guy, a defensive back to return punts. That was Marcus Jones. That worked out. I'm just going to assume that Malik Fleming is a better version of Marcus Jones. Let's hope. I mean, yeah, he, he probably not. But I think he's got. I
2: think he ran talk. a couple back. I think he ran a couple back at at ECU. Okay. Uh, uh, so I mean, he's had success in the return game. But I mean, at worst, just catch the ball. I mean, anything, yeah, well, any any kind of yards you can get out of it is great. Just as long as you can catch the ball, that's all. That's, I mean, we've, we've done that before.
0: There's been a lot of that. Um, one of the most interesting stats about this program is when you don't have a special teams or defensive score under Dan Holgerson, you're an 18 and 18 team. You're a 500 team. When you score defensively or on special teams, you're a very good team. You don't want to have to rely on that to be a good team, but they have. And hopefully that carries over, but uh, you know, you just can't. You just yeah, never
2: well, know. I mean, you know, those are free points. You got to take them when you can get them.
0: Yeah, but you know, don't be a special teams guy like me. <laughs> Apparently, because it's a bad. lonely
2: existence, right?
0: You know what? There's not a lot of us, but but special teams will win you two games a year. Hey, it's just what it is.
2: It's the most underappreciated spot on the field. But yet can have the biggest impact. and think of how many games are won by kickers? Just kickers alone.
0: What are your expectations of this year? I expect, as I've said before,
2: minimum of six wins. I mean I think that's, I think that has to be expected. I mean looking at looking at the schedule, it just lines up it lines up way too convenient and everything just lines up
0: way too well. But it sounds to me that you're looking at the schedule and not looking at the guys that are being put on the field. Are you marrying those two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I mean, you know, you think you think what we've got out there. We've got UTSA. We've got them at home. We can't come up with a worse game plan that we than we had for the first three quarters against them last year. I I I, I say that that's got to be impossible. There's no way you can perform worse offensively than we did last year to start the season at San Antonio this year, we've got them at home in front of a a good crowd. Uh, A lot of people are going to be pretty excited, be pretty excited to get everything going. You should have the momentum. um, And you've got, you've got some good playmakers. The strength strength of this team is going to be in the receiving core. Um, I think we've got a quarterback that can get them the ball. And even with the, with questions on the offensive line, I think we're more athletic at quarterback this year, for sure. um,
0: Yes, I mean, I don't mean to take away from Clayton, but yeah, you think you've got a dual threat, a legit, versus when you had a quarterback, a throwing quarterback who could run a little,
2: right, right. But okay. you have got that. You got you know you got Rice, and Houston. Those should be those should be walks, um, and then you've got Cincinnati, who is coming on a new coach and a coach that
1: well, I'm you still
0: think coming on a new coach. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm just asking. I okay. just, I think we should replay that, but we don't have to.
2: <laughs> so you got to, You got a new coach at Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati also lost a number of
0: people through the transfer portal yeah.
2: and they're, they're I mean, quarter quarterback is everything. They got a new quarterback, don't they?
1: Yeah. But then so did, do, so does U of H.
2: But ours is Big 12 Proven.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, Big come on. That means, that,
2: that, means, that means everything, right?
1: Yeah.
0: I think U of H wins that Cincinnati game. Do what? I think U of H beats Cincinnati. Absolutely. The the Goku's matrix.
2: I mean, you got, five, you got five teams that you would have been playing regardless of whether you were in the American or you're in the Big 12. Yeah. Um, and then you also got West Virginia. Come on, make, West Virginia sucks. I mean, there's even West Virginia fans will say that they suck. They probably don't want to hear opponents say that, but they know deep down that they suck. Um, and then we got Texas Tech, so we got their quarterback, so we should we should win that game too. And I think you got toss ups with Oklahoma State. I mean, come on, they struggled. They struggled. They could they could be great this year, but I mean, you got a toss up. I believe with Oklahoma State, and you got to toss up with Baylor. Even though we're at Baylor. But the, the biggest concern I have, I had it before was that three game stretch with Texas at Kansas State and then Baylor. After looking at the depth chart, I'm a little more concerned about that.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: because getting that getting to is, that game those games, getting to Texas reasonably healthy is a huge deal. Yeah. But getting through Texas and Kansas State and Baylor healthy as big a deal. Because on the flip side of that, you've got three games at the end that you called a win or a toss-up, right? Absolutely. And so those three games are going to be critical to what you can do the last three. And I think it all will come down to those three. And if you're not healthy, you could lose all three of those games at
1: the end and it just becomes a a steamroll. I went through and charted every game
0: for every team in the conference, all 14 teams, all 12 games. Most people who are smart and think this through would do it on a spreadsheet on their computer. Mm -hmm. I drew lines in red ink on a notepad. (laughs) I'm
2: surprised you didn't do it in the dirt.
0: I don't have any dirt.
2: Well, I mean, you got to stick to your roots, right? Come yeah, on.
0: well, I mean, but, you know, I like, I like on paper. I just carry it with me. And I did it, and I was like, that's really my result? I don't, I'm going to redo it. And so I redid it. I, I did my graph and my red ink, and I'm out of red ink now. But I came down with U of H with six wins. And I didn't think that was – like, when I look at this team, I don't think six is – realistic. And so I did it again, and I came back with six wins again. And my wins are Rice and same Houston, and then I believe they beat Tech. I believe they beat West Virginia. I believe they beat Cincinnati and Oklahoma State. So you win a game on the road in the Big 12, your first road game in the Big 12, Tech. You win some home games. You win two non-conference games. You go six and six. In the previous conference, you went to Shreveport or wherever. And here you'll probably go to the fucking Alamo bowl, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, you don't know. Not that, a lot better than I, not that going to San Francisco or San Francisco, San Antonio is that much better than Shreveport or Birmingham, but the Alamo bowl sounds a lot better than the not. You got, a, long you we got a lot
2: better. You got a lot better uh, opponent. And let me tell you, the Alamo bowl is fun. The Alamo yeah. bowl itself is fun.
0: Yeah. The... Major Applewhite agrees. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I enjoyed, I've been there a couple of times and I've enjoyed,
0: I've enjoyed the, both of those trips. Okay. And so who do you have winning the conference or going to the conference title game?
2: Conference title game. Um, got to put
0: UT in there. Yeah. Um, I think it that's... sucks, but there's really no way to get around that. They just have more talent than everybody else. It may not play out that way, but on paper they have more talent.
2: Yeah. Um, I think they're a good team. I, I just think I think they're a good team. I don't think that uh, I don't think their quarterback is as bad as what I like to say. Uh, I'd like have to begrudgingly, you know, give him his due. I think he's a I think he's a solid quarterback. I don't think he's the uh, I don't think he lives up to the hype that he that he had. Oh,
0: but he's only played one year. But I think he's a solid quarterback. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's got to prove it. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and, if, and, and week if two, he he's got to go to to Brian Denny. Alabama and that's a pretty hard place to win. Yeah, I don't expect them to win that. No, I have them losing that.
2: Unfortunately, unfortunately the non-conference games don't help us. But oh. I've got them I've got them in the title game and then I've got UCF.
0: Yeah. So I have Texas and I also have UCF. And I don't like it. It 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 seems weird, but UCF's schedule actually sets up really great. And I know you don't love the quarterback at UCF. But well I'm I have to I have
2: to pick them in the hopes that I'm jinxing them and then Plumley is who I believe he is. He's a guy who's going to win you a couple of games and a guy who's going to absolutely destroy himself in a game or three.
0: Uh, that's possible. He also has a coach that can do that? I think True. Gus can lose you two or three games. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I just really like their schedule. They're November. They're actually from the 28th of October through the end of the year is West Virginia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, and Houston. I mean, you got to think that's the bottom half of the league or the middle to the bottom half.
2: And they got their hardest and game the They, they home, don't they get Texas.
0: Sucks. Right. They don't get Texas. They don't get TCU. Um, they don't get Iowa State, which is, that sucks for them, but because I state's going to be bad.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I don't have the rosiest of outlooks um, for us, but my, like I said, if they live up to my expectation, I can, I can live with six and six. I don't think we'll get there. I think we're going to go. I think we're going to win five. I don't think. I think the depth is going to come back and bite us. That three-game run in the middle of the schedule, I think it's going to be tough, and it's going to cost us late.
0: Well, if you lose anything on the offensive line, any starter, that puts everything in jeopardy. Yeah. Because while I don't know about the frontline talent you have on the right side, the backups are the guy from ULM and the guy from FIU.
2: I'm more concerned about the left side. I mean, if
0: you you're, can, you're, you're worried can, about losing someone from the left side. Yeah.
2: I'm, I'm okay. worried about losing one of the, either Johnson or Paul. If one of those guys go down, um, We're in. We're in serious trouble. That's true. I'll give
0: you that. Yeah, I think on the entire roster, those are the two guys you can't get hurt.
2: When Um, in in despite that, and despite my cautious, somewhat mediocrity optimism, if you will, um,
0: cautious mediocrity optimism.
2: Yeah, I mean cautiously optimistic of six and six. Um,
1: Mm
0: -hmm.
2: It could swing either way between five and yeah, seven wins it
0: can swing either it's six and six but it could swing either way no it can, go,
2: it can go five it can go five wins to seven wins um, okay like i said we've got we've got my five guaranteed five five locks and then we and then we got a, a few that are up in the air and it's yeah. really going to come down i think it's really going to come down to how healthy we are and we're able to uh endure that three game stretch
0: the whole season to me is UTSA. You're like a 50-50. You're a one-point dog. ESPN gives you like a 52% chance to win. But if you lose that game, I don't know how you recover. UTSA is the entire season to me. Okay? Yep. I think there's a good chance you don't win that game because, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a toss-up, and you just don't know what you have. And how your quarterback meshes and where you're at in the run game. Do you have the ability to punch it in inside the five? You struggled there last year. made a change at offensive line coach and now run game coordinator. You made a change. You don't have an offensive coordinator now. You have a a quarterback's coach. They they called it a three-headed monster. Right. And they get it together week one. You know, are you burning timeouts because you can't communicate? Are you – there's so many things that can go wrong this week. And it would be amazing to see it go the other way and just so many things go right. But it all comes down to this week for me. And I think you can get better from it, but you can't get the six wins if it's bad this week. I mean, you can get there if you lose, but if, if you're just, I don't even want to say blown out, but.
2: <laughs> that could never happen. We could never lose a big game at home to UTSA to start In the In week one, yeah. No, that can never anymore. ever happen again.
0: What was his name? The coach at UTSA, I am totally blanking. Um, the crit keeper, Larry Coker, Larry Coker, John O'Corn, and Larry Coker, oh, and Tony goodness. Levine, Travis Bush.
2: But regardless, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to getting everything going. Let's see, let's get some uh, questions answered. But I'm just looking forward to having games against teams that I actually care about. Um, weird are... games, games where I'll actually look. And, and watch pretty much every Big 12 game that's on TV this year, either on TV or, or at least streamed. I care about what happens to, to everybody else within the league, and I'm, I'm looking forward to actually participating in it.
0: It's a weird thought, isn't it? Like, that you care, that you know who the guys are, that you that it matters. And it's been so long since, you know, USF doesn't matter to me. They never did. Temple never mattered to me. No. But now, I'm going to be keeping up with every team in this league. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's just a nice... Like, I grew up in the SEC. You knew who everybody's punter was in the SEC in the 80s, you know? Yeah. Because it just mattered. And well, Conference USA and the American, well, let's be real. I more. not know. Well, it mattered for that. And it mattered to
2: be on a bigger stage. But for me, it matters because friends of mine went to these schools. I know people who went to TCU, who went to Baylor, who went to Texas Tech, who went to Oklahoma State. I know people in my life that are invested in their programs like I'm invested in mine. So I'm going to hear about it every single game week. I'm going to hear about it before, during, and after that, no matter what. So it takes on a different feel. As far as you know, being in, in CUSA and the AAC, I don't know anybody that went to, to these schools. And I didn't, I don't, I didn't care what, what happens to those, to those schools, other than they're in our way to try to get to where we want to get to. Um, here, it matters on a day-to-day basis for us fans, because we interact with, with everybody around it. It becomes more personal, and that's what I'm looking forward to.
0: Okay, I guess that's it. That was a lot shorter than the first one we did. That's right. Much more you know, efficient. Record twice and not that efficient. But thank you all for listening. boo! Yeah, Car accidents can happen anytime in Houston. And at Go Cougs, we're proud to let you know that you can trust that Stuart Gus' injury lawyers will take care of you. Remember, Stuart Gus is a proud friend, they're really U of great. law alum. And if you have and any now, injury his firm has you partnered should, with U of you H and are out. the official injury lawyers of Houston Athletics. Stuart Gus has been helping Houstonians recover from car accidents for over 20 years. After a car accident, you can trust Gus and his team to tackle the insurance company and get you what you deserve. Call 866-TRUST-GUS, that's T-R-U-S-T-G-U-S-S, or visit TrustGus.com for a free consultation. That's 866-TRUST-GUS or (laughs) TrustGus.com. I do that!